Lift up your hands. Today is a resurrection morning. Father, we want to thank you. We give you thanks. We honor you in all things. And by your power and your spirit, that your grace will continue to be with us. Even as we walked in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, tend with me as we walked in the word of God. The book of John. Let's go to the book of John. I explain to you that John always John wrote some things other writers of the gospel did not pick. And John had a deep sense of something else. He always John 20 and this is a traditional service. Traditional resurrection service. From verse 1, the first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark unto the sepulchre, and see the stone taken away from the sepulchre. Then she ran it and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciples whom Jesus loved and said unto them, they have taken away the lost out of the sepulchre and we know not where they have laid him. Peter therefore went forth and that other disciple and came to the sepulchre. So they ran both together. And the other disciple did outrun Peter. And came first to the sepulchre. And he stooping, and he stooping down, looking in, saw the linen cloth lying, yet went he not in. Then cometh Simon Peter following him. And went into the sepulchre and see the linen clothes lie. And the nappings that was about his head, not lying with the linen cloth, but wrapped together in a place by itself. Then went in also that other disciple which came first to the sepulchre. And he saw and believed. And as yet they knew not the scripture. That he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again. Unto their own home. But Mary stood without at the sepulchre weeping. And as she wept, she stooped down 
and looked into the sepulchre and seeing two angels in white sitting the one at the head and the other at the feet where the body of Jesus had lain and they said unto her woman why weepest thou she said unto them because they have taken away my Lord and I know not where they have laid him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back and saw Jesus standing and knew not that it was Jesus. Jesus said unto her, Woman, why weepest thou? Whom seekest thou? She supposing him to be the gardener, said unto him, Sir, if thou hast borne him, hence tell me where thou hast laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said unto her, Mary, she turned herself and said unto him, Rabboni, which is to say, Master. Jesus said unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my father, but go to my brethren, and say unto them, I ascend unto my father, and your father, and to my God, and your God. Amen. Now, We've heard the story over and over, but it's a story that needs to be told from generation to generation. Because it's one of the outstanding and dramatic story. A story that is very captivating to the soul. And also, it, even writers, great writers, found the story very um, complicated and very exciting. It's about Jesus' resurrection. Jesus all along had been telling the disciples that I will die, I have power to lay down my life and I have power to take it back. But they were not getting the message. To the disciples, they saw Jesus as the king of the Jews. They've come to believe that He's the son of God. And so there was no way he could be killed. There was no way Jesus can die. And before their own eyes, they saw Jesus dying. And, and, and Jesus was buried. And at that time, most of the disciples were scattered. Everyone was in hiding. Because of what has taken place. And the Bible says, but certain women, you know, women have certain quality that they, though physically they are not strong, they have inner strength. And that's why God gave them the assignment to give birth to children. Can you put your hands together for women? 
when it comes to perseverance, because sometimes a woman could be in a very bad marriage relationship that an outsider, an outsider look at it and will say, oh, why don't you leave? But he would still say, I believe it will turn well. They can perceive. They have perseverance. They move with faith. So to the men, the disciples, I mean, it was over. Jesus' game is over. And now they need to look at their own self, what they could do. Amen. And the Bible says, the Bible says that early morning, you know, with all these soldiers at watch, the soldiers were at watch, Mary Magdalene stood up and with other women went to the graveside. Amen. They took with them um, certain spices and a thought was that they were going to anoint the body to preserve Jesus' body. But when they went there, they found the grave empty. The kind of grave that Jesus was buried in is not the one that we see in our place. They normally cut rocks, so it's standing. Amen. The graves were cut through rocks. So it's not down. And they will put a big stone to cover the grave. So when the women were going, the other scriptures or other gospel says, they were thinking, who rolled the stone for us? For we are women. This is supposed to be the work of men. But the men were in hiding. There is one thing, even in time of war, women have special grace than men. How many of you know that? That in war, a woman can pass by and the soldiers will not do anything to her. But a man who will pass by, he can get shot. How many of you know that? And so, the women have a special grace and favor. And that's how God made them. And this woman, and this woman, they took advantage of that favor. And early morning, went to the grave. And when they got there, they saw the grave open and empty. Amen. And the Bible says, this woman came back and then they told Peter, we went to the great side and the grave is empty. Now watch this. Peter and John, those of you who came to the meetings, we said that there were three inner men. Peter, James, and John. And this time, Peter and John, 
they started running. Peter was much older than John. And John was a young man. So while they were running to the graveside, John outran Peter. Amen. Because he was younger. But when he got to the grave, he did not enter until Peter arrived. And it was Peter who entered into the grave. Here, they were observing spiritual authority. Yes, you can say John was much anointed than Peter. But still, Peter gave respect. And so John gave respect to Peter. It was Peter who entered the grave. And after Peter had entered the grave, and then John also entered. The lesson of a resurrection is that we must learn to respect our leaders. We must learn to respect the elders. No matter the revelation, John had the advantage to enter into the grave. Even Mary, Madeline, he could have entered the grave and then come, but no, he just saw the grave. He came back to report to the leaders. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, from there, they saw that Jesus' body had been taken. Then they were wondering among themselves. But look, Peter and John left. Another lesson here, but Mary stood. When it comes to spiritual things, women always they persevere. They don't give up easily. And that's why when you come to church, you find a majority of the people are women. With men, it will take time for them to believe. When it comes to spiritual things, because men are thinkers. They reason. Everything they have to analyze and, and reason. But women, they don't believe it. Because they are fearless. It's what they hear. It's what they work with. Are you with me here? But Mary stood weeping. Where have they laid the body of my Lord? And the Bible says, as he was weeping, he saw somebody standing, an angel. And the angel said, woman, why are you looking for the living among the dead? His reason. Amen. To Mary, he thought somebody has stolen the body. But to, after standing and pressing on, he had a revelation. The angel spoke to him. Then he turned, he saw Jesus. But the Bible says he taught um, one of the gardeners 
And eventually, Jesus spoke to her and said, Mary, go and tell my brethren that I'm alive. Put your hands together for the Lord. There is power in the resurrection. Say there is power in the resurrection. Because Jesus died and the Bible says he was the first among resurrection. Last Friday, we saw through our message how Jesus died and graves were open and men arose from death. Saints, but they did not come out until the morning of the resurrection. And they came out to show. It shows that if we die, we will also rise up again. And once we believe in him, we will not die like those without hope. But we believe that when we die, we will arise again. Hallelujah. Put your hands together. Number one, we need to bear witness of the resurrection. After giving you the background of we need to bear witness of the resurrection because the resurrection um, in one of the gospels the soldiers even testified how Jesus while they were standing and they saw there was tender and then the grave there was earthquake and they saw Jesus coming and the soldiers that have been sent to go and make sure that nobody will come and steal the body of Jesus, they were overpowered by the resurrection power. They were overpowered by the resurrection power. And so we need to give witness. The reason why we need to preach to others is that Jesus died and rose from the dead. Amen. Now let's look at the book of Acts. Sorry, let's read first the book of John 11.25. John 11.25. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Amen. And that is what we are supposed to preach and share with others. That Jesus, unlike other prophets, unlike Moses, unlike Elijah, or unlike other prophets, Jesus died and he came out of the grave. 
Amen. He came alive and he is alive forevermore. He lived, in fact, after the resurrection, he lived and the Bible said many people saw him. And it was not like he was a ghost. But you cannot find that with other prophets from other regions or from other gurus or from other leaders of other religion. It's only Jesus. And he said, I have power to lay down my life and I have power to take it back. Hallelujah. He is alive forevermore. And that, and if you are following him, you are following a living Christ. In one of my flights to U.S., I had opportunity to, I was in the first class session and I met a sheikh from Nigeria, a very powerful man. He said, he was a former sheikh. Let me use the word former sheikh. Um, He was telling me he's from Zaria in Nigeria. He's a Muslim. He was a Muslim before. And he said in all his life, he has he had never read anything from the Bible. He had never taught the Bible. But he was sick and, and was admitted at a certain hospital. And then in that hospital, you know, some of the hospitals, they put Bibles there. So he decided that, oh, uh, this Christian Bible, uh, they make a lot of noise about let me just take and begin to read them. And he started reading the book of John. And he was saying that he was so excited about what he was reading and very curious because he was asking so many questions. And then he was able to read the whole gospel of John. And after reading it, he came to the subject of Jesus dying and coming back to life. So he decided to read other gospel to compare. Is this a tale? This thing that Christians claim, is it a tale? And so he read it over and over again, being a scholar, Islamic scholar. He read it over and over because he said he wanted to pick some loopholes and be able to make arguments. He started making notes. Then the question that came to his mind, he began to, he began to compare with that of his religion. Amen. That when the prophet, um, their prophet, let me use the word, their prophet, when he was dying, he was surrounded by soldiers and one of um, the prophet's daughter went to him and then said, Papa, when you go to heaven, I want you to look for the best mansion and Preserve it for me so that when my time comes for me to die, I will live in it. 
Then that prophet also said, my daughter, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know. So he started comparing with Jesus, saying some powerful claims. I'm the dead and the resurrection. And then Jesus will say, in my father's house, there are mansions, many mansions. If it was not so, I will have told you. So he compared the two and said, ah, somebody that you are following and didn't know where he was going. And someone who can boldly make a claim. No. But if the person doesn't know where he's going, then why should I follow him? You know, with him being a scholar. So he struggled with the thing for a long time. And finally, he gave his life to Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. So the resurrection power or the resurrection of Jesus it is something that seals all controversies and argument about Jesus. Put your hands together one more time. Amen. Now in Acts, let's look at the Act. Act 1.22. Beginning from the baptism of John unto the same day that he was taken up from us, must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection. These are eyewitness account. People who witnessed the event. And they are saying that the resurrection took place. Will you say amen to that? Amen. Acts chapter 4 verse 33. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. With great what? Power. The resurrection comes with a result. It comes with unquestionable power. The resurrection of Jesus, anything that is dead in your life, Today I command it to live in the name of Jesus. Your business that is dying, may the resurrection power lift it up again. If your body is dying, receive the quickening of the resurrection. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. The resurrection power it's very effective till today, no matter what. And anything that you're going through, through the resurrection power, you will live again. 
Years ago, I was preaching in a resurrection morning like this. And there was a woman sitting here. And I was talking about the power of the resurrection. And for eight years, the husband could not perform his duty in bed as a man. He had sexual weakness. And for eight years. And I believe, you know, that day in the morning, after preaching about the resurrection power, and I said, anything that is dead, when you apply the resurrection power, it will leave. To the woman, that statement, she so much believed it. And when she went home, you called the husband and said, I've come here with the resurrection power. Today, anything that is sitting on you must leave. She laid her hands on the husband. She laid her hands and by faith and commanded and straight away, there was life. Say there was life. There was life. There was life. Anything that is dead in your body, anything, being any organ of your body, your liver, your kidney, your heart, anything that is dying, I speak the resurrection power to it. I speak the resurrection power to it. I speak the resurrection power to it. The Bible says, with great power, the apostles gave witness of the resurrection. And when you begin to give witness about the resurrection, you also will experience great power. May you receive 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 great power. In the name of Jesus. Great power. Great power. The power of the resurrection. Years ago, a man was dying. And I was called upon to pray for this man. And when I went there, here was a man lying down, couldn't do anything. He couldn't move. He couldn't even talk. He couldn't even see uh, me. I mean, he cannot communicate. He was just lying down. And I, I, I remember I prayed. And I commanded the power of the resurrection to begin to work in this. Immediately, he began to move the hands. He started responding with the hands. And in the name of Jesus, by some few days, the man was up. There's power in the resurrection. And therefore, you need to apply it. If you want to see the resurrection power working, apply it by faith. When you apply it by faith, you will see the hand of God. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Say the power of the resurrection. The power of the resurrection. 
In Acts 17, 18, you see, philosophers cannot, they cannot really ascertain the power of resurrection. It is beyond them. Because when you talk of the power of the resurrection, it's beyond reasoning. It is something you need to believe it before you can see it working. In Acts chapter 17, 18, then certain philosophers of the Epicureans and of the Stocks encountered him. And some said, what will this babbler say? Other some, he seemed to be a setter forth of a strange God because he preached unto them Jesus and the resurrection. These are scholars, philosophers. All that they do is to argue with books. They could not understand what Paul was preaching. But they could see the power of the resurrection at work. They could see healing. They could see life being delivered. Because the power of the resurrection is beyond religious qualities. It's beyond the four corners of university. You can be a professor. And you will not understand it. You only need to believe it. The resurrection of Jesus. So they said, oh, Paul is a babbler. Babbler means somebody who is yabi yabi, what is this? A man died. How come? It cannot happen. Can you believe somebody had been crucified, dead, buried, and the person will come out of the grave? This is a, a story, a fairy tale. The power of the resurrection. Hallelujah. Amen. Now let's go to Romans 1, 4. And because of the resurrection, we need to live a life of holiness and righteousness. Because of the resurrection, we need to live a life of holiness and righteousness. Because of the resurrection, we need to live a life of what? Holiness and righteousness. Jesus did not die for us to continue on boozing. To continue on to live in sin. To continue on to live in, in the fornication and adultery. But we must live, present our bodies as a living sacrifice to him. Romans 1 And declare to be the son of God with power 
according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. According to what? The spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Romans 6, 5. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. When we are planted, it means when we unite ourselves to his teachings, we follow him, we associate ourselves to his beliefs, we, we unite ourselves to his faith, we shall be like him. You will be like Jesus. I say you'll be like Jesus. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Philippians 3.10, that will be my last scripture. That I may know him. Let's all read it together. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. Verse 11. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Amen. And that you may know him by the power. You don't just have to know Jesus, but you must also know the power of his resurrection. Whatever you see happening, the miracles, signs, and wonders is by the power of his resurrection. God, Jesus lives and we will also live. And he said, by so doing, we can also attain to the resurrection of the dead. That when you die, you have hope that you also live because Jesus lives. He did that to demonstrate to us there's no doubt that everything that he said is true. That the seal of the resurrection. From today, may everything that is dead let the resurrection power bring it alive. May you begin to feel the power of the resurrection in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. May the Lord quicken you by the power of the resurrection. May every member of your body leave. Anything that is about to expire will give life to it through the resurrection. In the name of Jesus. That you will live because Jesus lives by the power of the resurrection. I kick away every sickness by the power of resurrection. I pick away, I, 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 I throw away every weakness in the body by the power of the resurrection. We kick away 
every sign of death. Death cannot have hold on you. I rebuke the spirit of death. Every appointment with death in your life, any death reigning in your life, in the name of Jesus, by the power of the resurrection, I break that power. I break that power. I break that power in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Every circle of death, I break it in Jesus' name. I break it in Jesus' name. Over your life, death has no power. Death can never rule over you. Death can never rule over your children. Death can never rule over your house. Death can never rule over your body. Because of the resurrection power, because of the resurrection power, I see it working in you. I see it working in you. I see it moving in you. I see it moving in you. I see it moving in you. Receive now the power of the resurrection. Receive now the power of the resurrection. Every relationship that is dying, we candle it up again with the power of the resurrection. In the name of Jesus, any relationship that is dying now, we candle it again with the power of the resurrection. Any business that is dying in the name of Jesus, receive the power of the resurrection. Receive the power of the resurrection from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, let the resurrection power begin to work. Any member of your body that is getting weights from your legs to your tummy, to your head, to your heart, to your liver, to your kidney, we speak the resurrection power to rate. I speak resurrection power to rate. I speak the resurrection power to rate. I speak resurrection power to rate. Lift up you. Because he I can see face to
wrong. I see the resurrection power this morning. Bringing restoration to it. Any hope in your life that is gone is being restored by the resurrection power. When it looks like everything is over, they thought they have sealed the grave. They thought it's over. But Jesus, by his resurrection, wants you to know anything that in your life you think it is over. It is not over yet. It's not over yet. It's not over yet. I see the resurrection power right now. A new story. Open a new page in your life. In your life. In your life. In your standing by you and say these words the resurrection power is open a new page for you your story is not over because of the resurrection power I see a new beginning in your life it will turn the dead story will live again the dead story will live again what you think is gone you will see it living again it is a beginning of a new chapter in your life a chapter of victory a chapter of success a chapter of healing a chapter of breakthrough a chapter of overcoming a chapter of prevailing a chapter of dominion it will happen it will happen in your life come on shout it in